Welcome to the Mind Money Motion program, where we focus on worrying less about money by keeping our mind and body healthy. I am your host, Marie Burns, a certified financial planner, speaker, author, and founder of the education business called Mind Money Motion. My discussions on this podcast will help you improve your mind by maintaining a positive outlook and active brain, or your money by learning to use your financial tools wisely, or your motion by incorporating healthy diet and exercise habits, all so you can enjoy less worry and more life. I'd like to welcome my guest today who has a fantastically interesting background. Um, Barbara Micheletti is a gerontologist with 13 years of insurance background. So a little bit of that financial side, trained actually as a financial planner in addition, which brought her to today. She is working on uh, and sharing uh, an aging and money blueprint program. So Barb, welcome. And how on earth did uh, you get to all of that variety of background uh, and uh, what brought you to what you're doing today? Hi, Marie. First of all, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Uh, I'm very excited to be here and to talk about aging issues as a gerontologist. That's always a fun thing. It's always in my brain. And uh, to talk about what we're going to talk about today. It's a different background for sure. Uh, you probably won't find very many people that, you know, that are a gerontologist with an insurance background with a financial, uh, you know, planner training program. Uh, but before before I get into talking about you know, the, the women's issues and things about the gait, mobility, and balance, I'd love to tell you why I do what I do. So I was a 13-year insurance agent, and while I helped many clients over the years, you know, I also witnessed over the years their aging issues and money stories that they had that impacted their business and it impacted their lives. And while I was an insurance agent, I was able to help them in that capacity. I wasn't a practicing gerontologist, so I couldn't always jump in and help them with those age-related money issues. I found that over time, a lot of my clients had age-related money issues. And as, a, as an insurance agent, I simply wasn't able to help them. I realized that if I wanted to make a bigger impact with my clients, I needed a different level of training. This is what I did by transferring into the financial services industry to become this financial planner. So I'm in the field of financial planning and I witnessed my, my colleagues, my financial planning colleagues struggling to understand aging, aging issues and how to help their clients plan in advance for those inevitable aging issues and money issues that I thought to myself, wow, I've got this insurance background. I've got a financial planning background and I'm a gerontologist. I want to make a bigger impact that I can as a single planner. So I decided that I wanted to help financial advisors help their clients and then I can make a bigger impact. And so this is why I decided to start my own company and become a gerontologist consultant, helping financial advisors help their clients plan for inevitable aging issues really to help them plan in advance for the, the emotional and the financial impact that those aging issues will have. And I started the company officially a year ago, although I've been in business a little bit longer than that, and I haven't looked back since. 
think what I found, Barb, when I met you initially was we have a heart for women. And when we talk about aging issues, whether it means we are impacted directly or maybe indirectly as a caregiver or an adult child of an aging parent, as an example, it's been said often that aging is a women's issue. And I, I know I've heard you say that. So if you can maybe help our listeners understand a little bit more of why that's so true. We've had those conversations, haven't we? <laughs> definitely, definitely. It, aging is a woman's issue. And that's not to say that it doesn't impact men. It's a separate but equal type of a, uh, impact with men. So I do want to throw that out there before we dive right into the women's issue. But Maria really is a woman's issue in the terms that we simply live longer. Ask any life insurance agent, they're going to tell you we live seven to eight years longer than men. So we just simply have those genes to live longer. Because we live longer, we have more of a propensity to develop age-related diseases, such as dementia, which unfortunately of the 6 million people that are in the United States living with dementia, according to the Alzheimer's Association, two-thirds of them are women. That's a big impact for us to have to think about the idea or the notion that we could possibly become demented in our later years and talk about uh, needing long-term care there. Um, not only that, we're caregivers. And uh, according to caregiver.org, uh, and I argue those numbers, this number is actually kind of low, they say 75% of all caregivers are women. And when you think about it, when we're a caregiver, we lead the workforce. We, we take care of our kids. I know I did. We take care of our kids. We take care of our husband or our wife. We take care of our, our mom and dad or our spouse's mom and dad, grandparents, spouse's grandparents, you name it. We just, we are that caregiver. When we're that caregiver, we're not contributing into our social security. We're not contributing into our IRA. We're not contributing into our Roth. But we're not saving for our future retirement needs. And according to the Department of Labor, we've earned less than men, 80 cents on the dollar. So we're not bringing as much nest egg into those aging years. So it leads to insecurities, housing insecurities and food insecurities and our own health and wellness insecurity. So yes, aging definitely can be looked at as a woman's issue. Well, and you touched on the interrelatedness of health and finances. You know, my whole podcast is all about mind, money, and motion. The more we take care of our mind and our body, the less we have to worry about running out of money. And so the financial impact, as you're mentioning, with health is often tied. So the healthier you are, the less life costs typically. And that's where we're um, starting to be aware of the importance of various lifestyle behaviors. And I remember one of the first times we spoke, you had just kind of mentioned the uh, relationship between gait, our walk, and this whole risk of needing long-term care. And so I found that fascinating because the walk itself is often, right, an indicator or a reflection of many other things. So maybe you want to help our listeners understand why there's a potential relationship there. I love it. And I remember that conversation too, because when you and I were talking and when I brought that up, you got super silent on the phone. I was I mean, shocked. 
we were like, um, what? And we went into that conversation about, yes, gait walking, simple walking is so important to, to deflect or avoid the long-term care trap. So I will share with you, and, and I know we had this on our an earlier webinar, and it, it's, it, this is something that's definitely near and dear to my heart, that when I was in graduate school, so 26 years ago, I was a younger, older graduate student. I was 32, 33 at the time, and healthy, didn't even think twice about walking, never occurred to me that it would be an issue later in life. I was going to my first physiology class in the gerontology program at the University of Arizona in Tucson. How hard could this be? I thought it's just simply walking. That professor who was a medical doctor at the time, probably in his mid sixties, uh, he practically wore a white coat when he taught us. Um, just, he was just a, a great, uh, you know, just a great, great professor. He was in great shape. And I've never seen anybody walk as dynamically as he walked back then. He went on to tell us that it's so important to have good gait, a good walk, and to fight it at our age. And, and we were in our early 30s. I was one of the older students, and this is graduate school, so probably mid-20s to early 30s for our age group. But he told us time and time again that it was scientifically proven, and it has continued to be to this age 26 years, to this day, 26 years later, that it's scientifically proven if you have diminished gait, in other words, if you walk slower over time, that is a leading indicator of dementia and of going up frailty and of going into a nursing home for long-term care. So he would tell us to walk it like we stole it. And he would say that all the time. And it was self-awareness <laughs> is key. He would tell us self-awareness is key. Walk it like you stole it. Walk it like you stole it. And believe me, we all had the fear of, you know what, into us when he when we went through that class, we all came out of it walking so much better. And it made such an impact on me. Clearly, 26 years later, like I find every opportunity, I don't ever walk the way I used to walk. I always walk like I stole it. And when you say walking or gait, you know, that sounds so simple and so basic. And yet it's a reflection of balance and mobility. And once your mobility is impaired, your health often just goes downhill from there. It does. It does. And it's so very intricately connected as well. <clears throat> Excuse me. We want to make sure that we are not only walking well, like walking like we stole it, but it's just, it's a daily effort of physical and mental activity. And it's being very purposeful and very intentional when you walk. And realizing, because that was something that was drilled into us as gerontology students back in the day was project your current self into your future shoes. And I found that very helpful back then. And I still do that today. How will my future body react? Because we are aging. I mean, Marie, we're aging every moment of every day. We can't stop that aging process. There are brilliant scientists that are trying to do that, believe it or not. They're trying to treat... They are looking at aging as a disease that they can cure. And then there are companies out there and there are billions of dollars being poured into it to slow down the aging process, but we're still aging. So to be aware of our walking, to be aware of our balance, to be aware of our, our mobility and to not ever let ourselves um, not become active. 
because it'll creep up on us. And the next thing we know, we will need help getting in and out of a car, or we will need help going to the bathroom, or we will need help getting in and out of a chair. It creeps up on us. So if we're not continuously aware of it, it definitely can happen. And this is where the physical and mental exercising comes in at. And we can talk about, we could talk about solutions or we could talk about you know, the percentage of the population that this affects. Uh, That's what I was, I was just thinking. I couldn't remember the stats. All I remember you saying is uh, the majority of us will, as by a certain age, have mobility and or balance issues. And so then your immediate thought is, okay, how can I prevent that? What can I do now? <laughs> Besides the walking like you stole it, which is great advice to help ward that off or, or prevent it altogether. Well, your in your memory is, is is excellent because it's almost fifty percent of us older adults when we reach the age of eighty five. Should we be lucky to reach the age of eighty five? Not everybody lives to be that long, even though living age one hundred is a new normal. Um, but almost fifty percent of us are going to experience limited mobility. So really, the key is physical fitness, physical activity, and mental and mental fitness along with that physical fitness to uh, continue to strengthen your body and strengthen your mind. And that does go back to diet, good diet, exercise, you know, the martial arts, which is what we talked about, or, or some other type of combination of a mental and physical exercise. It's having a good outlook and it's really wanting to do this. Goes back to the gut check. See how bad do you want to be mobile? How bad do you want to live independently? Because we do slide and we are, we, we, our wear and tear theory is the theory of aging that I'd always um, believed in, which is our bodies just simply break down over time. Natural progression, which we can slow by doing. I'm hearing our brains tend to work in threes. So I, I try to tell myself three things that were important about any conversation. And the, the walk you like you stole it is gonna absolutely stick in my brain. Walking, exercising in general, physical, mobility, physical activity, blood flow, right? That's good for the brain and the body. And then the third part, you mentioned martial arts, because again, that's mental focus along with physical. I immediately, when you said the, the mental and physical, thought of yoga, yes. uh, maybe as another version of that. Yes, you're spot on. Absolutely. Yoga is an excellent, an excellent type of an, an exercise. And it's not like you have to be this expert going into it either. And I don't want it to be intimidating for anybody to think that they need to go into this having to be perfect by any stretch of the imagination. You can simply do five minutes of something and call it a day. It's the progress. It's the steps. It's the journey that we take that we don't overwhelm ourselves, which takes me back to doing that gut check. Do your gut check. How bad do you want this? You know, and if you want it that bad, then you make that progress and you and you start it and you work on it. And of course you go see a, um, a trusted healthcare professional to get a baseline and then you go from there. What I love about the martial arts, and we could throw yoga in there too, because some, you could even say yoga is not martial arts, but it is definitely a mind-body connection. And if you compared it to say Qigong, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Qigong or Tai Chi, uh, yoga is actually more strenuous than those two, which is interesting. So okay. I didn't know that either until I started doing the research. 
Um, I do some yoga. I don't do very much of the Tai Chi. I do a little bit of Qigong, but I practice Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I started off super, super, super slow. And I just continuously worked my way up. But it's very much a mental mind and body connection. And for your physical strength, for your confidence, that's one of the things we think about as we get older, right? As women, I know I think about it is my safety, personal safety. You know, can I protect myself if I'm alone or if I'm walking to my car by myself or I stay late at night in my office? I mean, that's something that's near and dear to us. Can we protect ourselves? So we think about how we can physically take care of ourselves, mentally stay sharp as long as we can. It really is a total mind-body connection. This is this is making our listeners probably think they would love to connect with you, learn more. What is the best way for them to reach out and learn more from your fantastic experience and background? Absolutely. They're welcome to, to reach out and contact me. I'd love that. Um, so the easiest way would be my website is www.interruptingaging.com. And I'm also on social media. I'm on Instagram, which is interrupting underscore aging. And then I'm on Facebook, which is simply interrupting aging and uh, LinkedIn as well. But I have other topics that I talk about. Uh, as you know, you know, aging is my passion and creating that connection with the financial services industry of the aging money, you know, and aging issues and putting those together. So financial planners can have that conversation ahead of time for their, for their clients. That's really my passion. So it's just all of the areas that focuses around aging and, um, and money. So really those are the best ways to get a hold of me and we can have a great discussion. Thank you. And we always put the contact information you just shared in the show notes so people didn't have to scramble to get it written down. It'll always be available there as well. Thank you so much, Barb, for sharing this information with us. I'm I'm sure that people are thinking twice about what they are and aren't doing. So listeners, just be sure at a minimum, you are walking like you stole it. And thanks for joining us. Love it. Thank you, Bree. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mind Money Motion, where we shared how to worry less about money by taking care of our mind and body. You can find this podcast, past episodes, and related tools and resources at mindmoneymotion.com or find us on Facebook. You can also check out this and other great podcasts at csuitenetwork.com. Please join us next time for less worry, more life. I'm Marie Burns. 